The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio. This is the Employment Law Show on Global News Radio. No, no Panama. Damn, what a buzzkiller. I was loving that tune. A little VH to uh, get the evening going. We'll leave that one for Alex. She can pick it up after we're done here. But uh, Skulls here and Lior Samfiru on board is the on board the Wednesday night edition of the Employment Hour is underway. You know that phone number, 416-870-6400. Lines are open, ready for your calls. Don't, uh, don't hold back. You got a question, bring it on air. You'll be helping other people as well if you ask it. 416 870 6400, we are ready to rock and roll. Emails help at employmentlawyer.ca and anytime at all, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Free website, anonymous website, full of employment law information, and it's ready there for you to use at your leisure. So feel free to, uh, to do that. But as I mentioned, 416 870 ready to go. Lines are open. It's uh, 707, so we're just getting started. The biggest mistakes that employers make, but as always, we uh, kick off the show, warm it up. Uh, Lior, with the week that was, how you doing, pal? I am doing great, actually. Uh, really excited, feeling energized this evening and ready to take on as many questions as we can cram into this show. So please, give us a call right now with your employment law issues. Uh, I'm the right guy to answer employment law questions because, well, I'm an employment lawyer, so take advantage. I am here only for that purpose, to make sure that whatever workplace issue you're facing is gets gets better once you speak. Whenever you know uh, your the information about your rights, you will feel uh, feel better. You'll know what to do. Maybe your boss gave you an ultimatum. I see that happen very often. You have to respond to this ultimatum by Friday or else. Well, <sighs> you want to know how to respond, whether you should respond, what to do. Well, now is the time. Now is the place. Maybe you lost your job. That severance letter, my gosh, what, what does it mean? Is it legal? What, are you owed more? Are you owed less? Call us right now and let's talk about it, and I will uh, give you the information that you need. But week that was, of course. Let's talk mm-hmm. about some situations that came across my desk just over the past few days. Cool. So first one, actually, this this morning, uh, I, I do a, a Facebook Live session every Wednesday at 1 p.m., and uh, uh, this lady asked me a question today. I, I really felt bad to kind of give her some bad news. So back in May, uh, she had uh, had a, a pay, uh, an hour reduction from 40 hours a week to 12 uh, hours Ooh. a week because of COVID-19, huge pay reduction. Uh, she continued working. She hoped uh, that this is going to change, that this is temporary, that hopefully she was thinking that when COVID gets better, uh, then she'll be back to normal. Business picks up. Well, business didn't pick up. In fact, she just recently got let go. And her employer based her severance based on the 12 hours she was making at the time. So she had a question for me. She said, well, Lior, I've worked there for 10 years. For nine plus of those years, I've worked 40 hours. For the last few months, I've only worked 12 hours because my employer reduced my hours. So is my severance based on 40 hours or 12 hours? Well, the bad news here, John, is that it is based on 12 hours. It is based on your income and your compensation at the time of termination. Because she was now only working 12 hours and getting paid accordingly, that's what her severance is based on. 
Now, the, 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 the bad portion of this, beyond what I just said, is the fact that when her employer reduced her pay back in May from 40 to 12, her employer did not have the right to do that. Right. She could have absolutely said, that's a constructive dismissal, you have to pay me my full severance. She didn't. She wanted to be the good soldier, supportive, and she continued working. She accepted that pay reduction. Because she accepted it, now she can't get out of it. Now it's the term of her employment that she only makes 12 or she only works 12 hours uh, a week. So there's an important lesson here, uh, and that is, of course, if in fact you are facing a pay cut, uh, a reduction in hour, even a shift change, you have to do something about it. Otherwise, you can end up in a much worse situation. If you just accept the change, you may find out when it's too late that now you can't do anything about it. Now you're stuck with that. And for her, she lost tens of thousands of dollars in severance because she accepted that change back in May. 416-870-6400. That is the number here and now to call and ask your questions. Uh, what else is going on, pal? Getting a lot of uh, questions over the past couple of weeks, actually, asking me when is enough enough. And what people mean by that, they means. I've been on the layoff for a while, for months and months. Temporary layoff, supposedly. When is enough enough? How long can my employer keep me on this temporary layoff? When is it enough? So what I'm saying to these individuals, when you're asking me when is enough enough, you're actually asking the wrong question. Right. The, the, the right question should be, did my employer have a right to put me on the layoff to begin with? Because no, in most cases, for non-union employees, your employer does not have a right to put you on a temporary layoff. Not for a day, for a week, for a month, not at all. So if you've, or you're put on a temporary layoff, you can treat that as a termination. You don't have to wait. So when is enough enough? It's whenever you decide. Yeah. Maybe you, you decide on day one to say enough is enough. Maybe you want to wait and see what happens. You can decide today, tomorrow, next week. It is up to you. If you decide to wait and see what happens, you could be waiting for another year until March of next year. But that's only if you decide to wait. You don't have to wait. You can treat a layoff as a termination. Even if you've been on a layoff now for months, you can say, I'm deciding that it's enough now. I'm deciding that I want my severance. If that's what you decide, if that's what you want to do, call me and we'll make it happen. By the way, that number, one 821 to reach Lee or anytime, help at employmentlawyer.ca. But here now, as you know, 416-870-6400. Get right to the phones. Uh, John, thanks for uh, for stopping by tonight. How are you? Very well, thank you. Thanks very much for taking my call, guys. You bet, uh, you bet. A hypothetical. There's a lot of conversation around constructive dismissal, but what's never been clear to me is do you physically have to quit and leave your job if you're alleging a constructive dismissal action or commencing an action, do you have to physically have to walk out the door or can you continue working uh, for, for some period of time and, and uh, at the same time uh, pursue a constructive dismissal action? No, you, you do actually have to leave, but in some situations, you can, after you leave, if your employer uh, says, well, fine, constructive dismissal, but come back to work so at least you can mitigate some of your damages, that can be possible. But to assert constructive dismissal, maybe your pay has been reduced, maybe your hours have changed, you actually have to say, well, I'm not accepting that. Because of that, I'm going to leave unless you back off, employer. 
So, so what I always say in that situation, you want to, in your letter or email saying that you're resigning, you want to make it clear why you're leaving. You're not leaving because you decided you want to spend more time with the family. You're leaving because of what it, whatever it is that the employer did. So yes, you do actually have to physically say, I'm gone, I'm leaving, in order to assert constructive dismissal. I see. The reason I ask is because, you know, with cash flow being a problem for many people, can they can they put their hand up and say, no, I don't accept that, but they continue to work just so there is some sort of income coming in and formally not accept the terms that are deemed to be a constructive dismissal or alleged. So that's helpful advice. No, you, you, would actually, you would actually have to leave, but if your goal is to continue working while you're asserting constructive dismissal, maybe for the difference, that could still be done, but that's phase two. Phase one, you leave. Phase two, we talk to your employer about coming back to work to mitigate damages. But formally, to start that process, you do have to leave. But yeah, I've had many cases over the years where the person, after they left, ended up coming back for a period of time to mitigate some of their losses. Thank you. A lot of people play the long game, and the employers are just trying to string it out to make it financially difficult for you to pursue your action. You know, and That kind of holds it into your head financially. So Which is why you need more. to have you know, proper advice. I agree with you completely, which is why no one should ever, especially with constructive dismissal, no one should ever even think of taking that on on their own. You have to do, do this properly. You have to work with a lawyer to try to say constructive dismissal on your own. Just that's an invitation for disaster. There's too many pitfalls. So uh, I agree with you. And, and that's a very important call and question. John, appreciate your time. And if you uh, want to have a further conversation with Lior, no problem. You could do that. one 821 5900 will be the, uh, the way to do that. But call here now, 416-870-6400. The website, Pocket Employment Lawyer, is up there for you as well. You know, it, it's funny. The other day, it was Sunday. I was, I was going through my local grocery store, and the manager stops me. He goes, hey, my wife uh, watches your show every weekend religiously. Obviously, glutton for punishment. But she loves us, so she's watching the show every week. is good. He goes, I don't get the chance. I hear the radio show sometimes. But he goes, let me ask you a question. As a manager, and you know, sometimes you get customers in there who are yelling and screaming. They're unruly. you got to get rid of them. He said, how far can you push that situation? And B, how much do you have to take as far as being an employee of that particular outfit before? Where he can say, you know what, this is no good. I don't need this abuse. I mean, I, you may feel threatened at one point, but it's just getting to be too much with customers like that. You know, it, it is a it's a tif- difficult situation, and certainly a difficult yeah. question to answer in the sense that every every case is different. But here's some guidelines: an employer does have to protect employees, even from members of the public. So if mm-hmm. you're in a position where you, you're you're have all this access to the public and invariably given your job or given the type of business you may be dealing with abusive members of the public, the employer has to put in mechanism there. Maybe have security readily available. Maybe have a policies as to how you deal with it and when you can essentially turn someone away. The employer has to have policies and practices in place to ensure that any abuse, any threats from the public are minimized for their employees and every business is different. But that is an analysis that an employer has to make and has to implement policies. And if an employer doesn't do that, that could be a constructive dismissal. That could also be a, a breach of the Occupational Health and Safety Act. So that is certainly an obligation employers have to take seriously. 
Yeah, I thought it was a question worth asking just because I imagine with, you know, as the longer COVID goes on and the more surly customers can get, people are getting fed up, they're getting intolerant, and, and it's tough on employers as well. So I figured it was a, a timely question to ask for sure. Uh, Dylan, I see you there on the phone line. Stand by. we got to take a quick break, and we're going to get right to your phone call as soon as we come back. So uh, so hang on for you as well, 416 870 6400 would be the number. Help at employmentlawyer.ca as well. Employment Law Show, Global News Radio. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio. Welcome back to the Employment Law Show on Global News Radio. Welcome back, 721 Wednesday edition of the Employment Law Show, 416-870-6400. San Fever to Marketing, the most positively reviewed employment law firm across this country. Check it out. It is a, it's a fact. And I tell you true, 416-870-6400 is the way you want to call through. Dylan, thanks uh, for doing as uh, as I asked you to do, and that was just to hang on for a couple minutes through the break. How are you? Not too bad, not too bad. How are you guys doing? Good, sir. What's happening? Uh, well, this is a question that I was uh, you know, asked about. I hear earlier, Dio was discussing about the pay card. Uh, is it necessary for a company to issue a, a letter in writing uh, saying that, you're going to do a pay card for during because of the pandemic and stuff like that. Is it necessary for them to do that? Well, it's it's difficult to answer that because a company is not allowed to do a pay cut, even if it's because of the pandemic. So they're not right. allowed to do it. It's illegal. So it it's not even a question of a letter or not. If it's not allowed, it doesn't become more legal if they do a letter. It's just simply not allowed. It's not something that they're allowed to do, Dylan. Okay. My job is like a truck driver, and uh, I do my own taxes and invoice them. I'm getting paid as a subcontractor. Mm-hmm. And uh, as I was listening previously on your talk show, doesn't matter if you're a subcontractor or not, you still con- consider as a full-time employee, right? Well, do you work exclusively for this one company? Yes, for the last nine years. Yeah, then you're an employee, 100%. Not even a question about that, Dylan. Okay, they are trying to reduce an hour. And the reason is they're not telling the truth, but... I know it's because of one particular employee that he was not performing work well. And due to that, they started reducing for everyone an hour. And Is, is it just a reduction of, of one hour? Yeah, an hour. One hour, unfortunately, is not significant enough to, to be a constructive dismissal. It's the type of change that obviously is not, not going to make you happy. It's not nice at all but it's not necessarily illegal. Usually for, for a change to be considered significant, we're talking 10, probably 15% uh, change in compensation. So if it's just one hour a week, it's not going to be quite that much. That's what I told them. I said, but not, about an hour probably I can deal with it, but don't do it more than that because that's right. a lot of difference for me. Exactly. And I'm glad you said right. that. And you should even put that in writing if you can, that I'm not going to accept or to more, signif- more significant changes. Yes, that's a very good thing to right. do. They, they were telling me, oh, we've been, we are doing this for all the other drivers. I say, hey, other drivers don't pay my bill. Exactly. Yeah. 
Yep. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So no, you're dealing correctly, and if you do find that they're making some more significant changes, call me at that point and let's discuss it. One hour, probably not, but you have to be yeah. careful that it doesn't become a, a more serious thing. Thanks, Dylan. Appreciate the call, and you need to uh, move on uh, with something else or another question with Lior. No problem. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred here and now four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred. Diego, thanks for hanging on. How are you? Good. Yourself. I'm still fogging up a mirror. It's good times. What's uh, what's on your mind, pal? Uh, just asking the question. With COVID, with a labor lawyer, even though we're pre-qualified when schools changes, uh, building environmental systems, are you forced to go back to school? Or because of the changes with the provincial government and, you know, Canada, uh, do they give you time? Sorry, I'm not sure I understand. Time for what? I'm, I'm not sure I understand the question. Time to get your courses, or are you forced to do that? Uh, so, are you part of a union, Diego? I am. So, the union can only answer that because it depends on the agreement that the union has with the employer. The law kind of stays away from unionized employees and, and unions, and it says that you have to discuss with the union. So, only they can tell you what the deal is with the employer. Are, they, are you going to do it on your own time? Are they going to pay you? Do you have to do it at all? Uh, so you have to talk to your union about that. Diego, appreciate the call. And uh, 416-870-6400, that's where we go again. Eric, thanks for standing by. Good evening. Hi, good evening. How are you? Good, doing all right. What's up with you? So I'm calling on uh, on behalf of my son. Uh, he's, uh, he's a little shy to call him, but uh, here's the situation. Um, he's been working for this uh, company, for over two years, uh, full-time. He's never signed a, a work agreement with the company. However, he's been working 40 hours plus for over two years. And lately, in the last couple of months, he's you know, been having you know, health issues because of the, the work environment that he, he works in. It's, uh, it's a very cold environment. It's a, it's a meat processing uh, company. And um, basically, he's been taking you know, days off here and there to do his you know, medical you know, exams and, and visits to, you know, the, the hospital and doctors and specialists. Anyway, so um, basically the last time that he called in on... Oh, we lost him. I hope he calls back because that was an interesting call. I hope he uh, I hope he calls back. Yeah, me too. Please do, brother. Yeah, 416-870-6400. Uh, Tim, hi there. How are you? Not bad. Good. What's How are you guys up? doing? Good, man. What's on your mind? Okay. I busted my elbow in September. I've been out of work since then till now. I'm collecting insurance, uh, a short-term disability. I can go back April 10th. So I had requested to my doctor to let me come back, like, I would have it off this week, and I would have went back on Monday. That's what I was hoping for. But the insurance company phoned me today, and they said, uh, no, they will not let you back. And The company uh, will not let you back. The company will not let me back, and the insurance companies, I asked them, I says, well, how much money am I going to get out of you guys now? And she said, nothing. She says, come the 21st of this month, you're done because of my age. She said, we will not be paying you more, any more insurance. How old are you, Tim? Me? Uh, 66. 66. 66 and a half. Okay. So 
did they say to you why, or do you know why your company won't let you back? Uh, they said, unless I can come back and do my actual job without any help. But I busted my elbow. Like, I mean, you figure that, you know what I mean? Like, give me a couple so this weeks. Was a, this was a workplace was injury. Pardon me? This was a no, workplace no, I, injury? No, no, I was doing stuff in the backyard, and I came got down it, on got it. Got it. Okay, good, good. Uh, and, and so you can come back. You just need some modified duties. Is that right? Well, that's that's what I said to my doctor. Well, I just I just didn't want to go back. Like, there's it's a really pathetic job, but I'd have to do some lifting. Yeah, I, I got to lift about thirty. Th- let's say three thousand pounds of sand throughout the day. Like it's it's not progressive. It's 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 when it need be. Right. So. But so here's there, the thing, Tim. Your employer has to accommodate. So if you have physical limitations, uh, and as long as your doctor outlines them and, and your doctor supports yeah, you, they did, have yeah, to accommodate did. you. So he they did. have to accommodate you, the, unless it's completely impossible. If there's no way that I, they can accommodate you, there's nothing that they could find for you to do, fine. But if there is, what you've described is a human rights violation. It's illegal. And it's actually a very important obligation that they have to accommodate, and they have to make all efforts to do that. It certainly does not sound like that's what they're doing. So uh, No, but th- this is just the way they're playing the show right now. Like they've laid off a lot of people, right. and guys that have been laid off, they're hiring now. I mean, they're not bringing them back. They're just hiring these guys. How long have you worked there for, Tim? Me? Ten years. Eleven uh, years. No, no union? No, no. Okay. So, so you here's what you need to decide. You need to decide, do you want to leave there with severance, which probably be about a year's pay, or do you want to try to get back to work? If you'd rather get back to work, I could try well, to yeah, give Yeah, like I say, I, like I say, I'm 66, and yeah, I just want to go back. I, I would figure maybe another year, year and a half, maybe. Just, the body's good other than the elbow. Like, it's, it's well, but, annoying. But, 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 Tim, I, I, don't think, I, don't think you're, I don't think you're hearing me because if no, you no, just No, no, I heard want, you. I heard you. I heard exactly what you said. Because if you only want to work a year, you can get a year severance and not have to work and still get paid. That's right. Yeah. But how bad? How, how like what's the fight going to be that way? That's my curiosity. Not not that. much of a fight. Not much of a fight. Uh, so I, I would probably have to come to you guys because right they don't get they don't give severance. Oh I no! Mean, no, I mean you you asking I mean, for it I, is not yeah 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 yeah. It. I got that part, but right. Uh, I just I just know the circumstances of stuff that goes on in there and has gone on in there. And like all these people that got laid off, and I'm telling, said, no, you guys got to get in there and tell these guys you want your money. I mean, if they're hiring people and they've laid you off to do jobs that you're doing right now, and there's no real justification for laying you off, I mean, for like, so, so Tim, the, the reality time. is that without my invol- involvement, you won't get severance and you also won't get your job. You will simply stay off, not get paid, and not work, and, and you'd be done. If you want my help either to get back to work, or to get you that severance, both of them should not be that difficult to do. Any either of those I can help you with, call me. What they've done is illegal, and Tim, I would not let them get away with it. Why would you? It is absolutely illegal what they've done. Tim, appreciate the call, and I'm going to give you a valuable number, and I know you're going to use it for sure, one 821 5900 Again, one 821 5900 to get a hold of Lior. Please do so. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. And uh, finally, we we got Eric back. Hey, Eric, how are you, pal? Hi, good, good, good. Thanks for sure. taking my call back. Sure. Um, Son, cold meat so, plant. Okay, what else? Yes, yes, yes. So one day, basically, uh, on on a Monday, uh, myself, you know, he called in saying that 
he was still not feeling good and he would you know like to stay home to to rest and the employer basically told him yeah uh, no problem uh, take the re- the rest of the week off and we'll see you next monday however that week was unpaid so uh, and this is the second time that he did that um so the first question is you know can the employer do that um and the second question would be uh, related to that because of his medical condition obviously his work environment is not suitable for him uh, would he be eligible to uh, collect unemployment if he quits so he he won't be able to get unemployment he it, it well, let's start with the, the the idea that what they've done no it's illegal they have to pay him but the problem is not that that's easy to say the problem is what does he do about it and realistically, the only thing he could do is to take legal action against them for that one week that they didn't pay him. And I think, especially if he's working there to, to, to start legal action for a week's pay, is not going to be practical. You know what I mean? So it's just not a practical thing to do. Now, right. if he can show that he's being mistreated or harassed, that could potentially be a constructive dismissal. Uh, he may be able to leave and, and at that point get some severance, maybe two months pay, maybe three months pay. At that point, it starts making more sense. So what I would want to know, Eric, is can he show, can he prove that he's being mistreated? Aside from the fact that they said we're not going to pay you for the week, that you know maybe he's being bullied or harassed or that, that it's a poisoned work environment. If he can show no, that, okay, if it's not, not the case realistically the only thing he could do right now is to take legal action against him for that one week's pay and if mm-hmm. he quits unfortunately he would not be getting ei uh so it's not a i think that the best thing for him to do as a practical matter is if he doesn't want to work for this company if he doesn't feel he's treated properly is to look for another job and leave once he finds it uh, i just don't think i would recommend he take legal action against them for a few days pay it's it's not gonna it's not going to be something that is going to be worth it for him to do. I understand. Okay. Perfect. Thank you. Thanks, Eric. Sorry about that. Got to, uh, got to fly. Got to get as many calls in here as we can. We got Dennis up next. Hey, Dennis, thanks for standing by. Good evening. Hey, good evening. How's it going, guys? Good, pal. What's going on? Okay, good. So I'm calling actually on behalf of a, um, uh, a friend. Actually, a, it's a relative, uh, relative's girlfriend. So, She's working for a company for nine years, um, uh, and and right after the pandemic starts, she's not feeling well. Uh, she says, you know, I think I need a little bit of time off. The uh, it's a veterinarian uh, office. She's a vet. Uh, the guy who runs the office says, you know, that's fine. Go take some time off. Go, you know, see what's going on. She gets some. Uh, she sees some doctors. She gets some medical advice or, or consultation and diagnosis. And uh, is basically told that, yeah, she's suffering from stress and this and that, and that uh, she should be taking some time off and uh, get some uh, medical notes, gives it to the doctor. The doctor's okay. And uh, and after about three, four months, um, she decides, okay, I think I'm feeling better. I want to get back to work and uh, calls him up. And he says, no, no, it's okay. I'm, uh, uh, I'm going to just replace you and I don't really want you back. And um, so, you know, I mean, she came to me to talk to me. I'm actually, uh, you know, I just finished doing, I'm 60 years old. I just went back to college and did a 
a quick paralegal for the fun of it. Uh, I, I thought I'd get into it, but my business, I've been self-employed all my life. It, it got better. I'm doing well, and I'm, I haven't done anything legal. But I told her, tell, correct me if I'm wrong, I said, well, you know, nine years, uh, one month uh, based on case law, one month per year, you could be due a good nine, uh, nine months worth of severance. I'd say you should probably just go for that if he's not going to bring you back. But what would you say? Well, there's then another issue beyond just the severance and the fact that if he's refusing to hire her because she took a medical leave, that's a human rights violation. That's also illegal in and of itself, regardless of her uh, uh, of the severance. In fact, she could potentially, if that's what she wanted, potentially get reinstated back to work. So there's that issue. And of course, beyond that, there's also the issue of severance, which again, depending on her exact job and her age, could be eight, nine months, somewhere in that range, potentially more if she's older. Uh, and so, so that's, those are the issues. So I, I, I'm not just looking at the severance here. It's the reason for termination. You can't let someone go because they were sick, because they took a medical leave. That's illegal. So your friend should really give me a call as soon as possible so I can find out more and, and help her get what she's owed. Something tells me she got nowhere near eight or nine months of severance. No, they. I think they, uh, they gave her two weeks severance and yeah. told her to go away. So I told her, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. And, and yeah. so I just, like, I'm not practicing, so I, I didn't really want to give her legal advice. I just said, uh, you know, just, just let, let me let me see what I can do and talk to a couple of people. And I was just driving home and I, I heard your shows. So. Yeah, she should really give me a call as soon as possible. It's not going to be difficult to resolve, but yeah, she needs to give me a call. I'll be more than happy to help her get everything that she's owed. And I got one last question for you. Sure. Um, you know, I, I think I'd really love to get back into it. Employment law was always interesting to me because I've been a, an employer for like 40 years and I sort of, I sort of understand that side of it. I think I'm looking for some part-time work. Are you guys busy enough that maybe I should be contacting you? Give me a call. We can always chat. Absolutely. Very good. Well, listen, have a nice evening. Thanks for the, uh, for the advice there. No problem. Thanks, Dennis. Appreciate it, pal. I do believe I do believe that's the first uh, employment offer we've had on the show. We're talking <laughs> about employment law. We've never had anybody bucking for a job, which is pretty cool. Pretty uh, there's cool. always a f- first for everything. That was pretty cool. Yeah, man, absolutely. 416-870-6400 is the number. Use it. Call through. Still got uh, still got some minutes. Jim, thanks for standing by. Good evening. Hi, how you doing, guys? Good, sir. What's going on? Um, uh, listen, I got, uh, I have rheumatoid arthritis. Um, I'm, I'm fairly young, but I got diagnosed early. Uh, no idea how. I just, you know, I'm so lucky I got it. But, um... I do have some physical limitations, and uh, I do have a lot of pain. And my doctors told me, you know, no holds barred, that I can have as much time off whenever I need my time off because of my disease. But I don't need the time off, but sometimes, uh, you know, I think I would, I would like some help. Can I ask my employer for help? You can, but that, that ask needs to be really from your doctor. So it's yeah, one thing for you to say, I mean. yeah. yeah, if you can get something from a doctor saying, uh, yeah, Jim needs help for medical reasons, then yes, as I was saying to a previous caller, your employer has to find a way to make that happen. And we call that accommodation. They have to accommodate you, which would mean to, prov- to provide you some help uh, with certain tasks. Uh, as long as it's something that's not ridiculously difficult for them to do, then they would have to do it. And if they refuse to do that, that could be a human rights violation. That would be illegal, but it has to be initiated by your doctor. Okay, because I have I have broached the subject 
And my, my make it all so nice. So got you there, Jim. Nice. Yeah, I'm here. The, my, okay. my suggestion to make it nice was to give me somebody to train. Uh, that way we have a, a backup uh, person at, at the same time. That, if they'd be helping me, I'd be training them. You know, uh, that's how I put it to them, but it, nobody seemed really keen on it. But I haven't gotten anything from my doctor yet either. Yeah, once you get so, something from a doctor, now the legal obligation shifts to them to make it happen. So speak okay. to your doctor, have your doctor provide as much information as is possible in terms of what it is that you need. And if your employer yeah. won't do that, you, you, you pick up the phone and you call me and I'll help you. But that's what you have to do here. Okay. I really appreciate it. Thank you very, very much. You guys have a good night. You too. Thanks, Jimmy. Appreciate it. And uh, here is that number again, one 821 5900 help at employmentlawyer.ca. We've still got a, a few minutes to go. You want to slide in a quick call yourself. You've got, uh, you got a bit of time, 416-870-6400. But in the meantime, talking about this, the biggest mistakes that employers make, and this is the beauty of this show, the first five we've already covered with phone calls, <laughs> layoff employees temporarily, Dealing with workplace harassment issues, not accommodating medical limitations, and we'll get to the fourth one: discipline or terminate a pregnant employee. That we haven't covered yet, so we'll get we to haven't that one, covered please. yet, and uh, we've covered before, certainly on the show. But you know, the rule here is not complicated. You yeah. can't do anything to someone that's pregnant, and by the way, that extends to a father that's taking parental leave. You can't do anything. You can't discipline them. You can't find a, a reason or an excuse to let them go. You can't uh, decide you like their replacement better than them. You can't. And employers often do that. Employers often try to, you know, discipline employees. Maybe, well, you're not working as as hard. Uh, Understanding, of course, that someone, especially if they're pregnant, may have some physical limitations. You have to accommodate that. So that is a big mistake that employers make. And not only is it a big mistake, it's a mistake that can get them into big trouble. As there's a lot of uh, significant consequences if an employer mistreats someone that's pregnant or a, a parent that's taking parental leave. Shouldn't happen. If you ever find yourself on the receiving end of that, you give me a call. Another big mistake employers make, of course, and very common, and that is offer inadequate severance. That is a massive mistake. And listen, yeah. it sounds like I'm often picking on employers here, but let's be very clear. When it comes to severance, many employers simply don't necessarily understand or know better. They don't necessarily know what they owe an employee. They think they're being fair. They think they're doing the right thing. They want to do the right thing, but they simply don't know what that is. And maybe they don't get information. uh, And invariably, they offer a lot less, thinking that it's fine. And then wait a second, that's a wrongful dismissal. That's illegal. So it's a huge mistake that employers make, make it often. So just like I say to employees, call me if you're staring at that severance package, because you have to understand what you're actually owed. Well, the flip side applies to employers. Call me before you let someone go. Let's make sure you know what your obligations are. Let's make sure you're doing it legally and you're not getting into legal trouble. Most employers may not appreciate what they owe, and that's an easy way to get into trouble. Another mistake by employers is that don't pay overtime when they should. (laughs) Yes. A lot of employers may think that uh, overtime is paid only for hourly employees. Or they may think that they only have to pay overtime if they asked an employee to work overtime. Mm-hmm. Those are not true. You have to pay a, a overtime even to salaried employees. Anything over 44 hours, time and a half, you have to pay them even if they're on salary. Even if you don't ask for the overtime to be worked, but it was worked and it's legitimate, an employer has to pay. Very important to keep that in mind. 
Andrew, we'll get to your call quick in the last two minutes of the show. What's going on, pal? Hey there. Uh, I just wanted to ask uh, Lior about, you know, you, the impression seems to be that once the employee signs a release, he's done and dusted. But I'm wondering if recent developments in the law, like uh, the Supreme Court case, uh, Uber versus Heller, and, and the changes in the, in the doctrine of unconscionability, I'm wondering whether employment lawyers have taken a second look at releases and whether um, there are circumstances now where, where you can make an argument that it should be set aside. So you, you do know that the Heller versus Uber case is my case. I argued it uh, at the Supreme Court of Canada, right? You do know that, right? <laughs> uh, I thought I'd, I'd give myself a shameless plug. But uh, no, unfortunately, usually when it comes to releases, it's still they're still binding and still enforceable unless the employer did something that does make it unconscionable. For example, if, if they, they were signed under a threat or they were signed in a situation where the employee – uh, couldn't have. They weren't given enough time. You have to sign this here, or else it would have to be pretty extreme. But if it's in a situation where the employee is saying, "Hey, take this home, come back to us in a few days when you're ready and sign it," yeah, that's going to be enforceable. And an employee that signs it is not going to be able to get out of it. So you have to get advice before you sign. All right, appreciate it, Lior. Congrats on the big win. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Andrew. Appreciate that. And that's a good way to wrap it up. Good way to uh good way to end the show for sure. You want to reach out now that we're done, you can do so. No problem. one 821 5900 the number. Email help at employmentlawyer.ca. You can simply go to the website employmentlawyer.ca to catch uh, links to our long running TV show, thirty minute version of what you get basically here three times a week. And of course, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. That website is designed for you absolutely free and anonymous. Use that even before the phone call. Stick around the one point. Coming right back. Alex Pearson standing by on Global News Radio. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio.